Hi everyone, this is Joshua Hoffman and welcome to another episode of the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast, where we deconstruct the why and how agency owners found their success and discuss a few things they learned along the way. Today I have Salim Faor, the CEO of Webterior Designs, a marketing agency specializing in helping businesses of all sizes transform digitally. Welcome, Salim. Thank you for having me, Josh. Of course. And I want to jump right into it. Um, and I actually want to understand how you went from working at Verizon to eventually starting your own marketing agency. So that's a great story. Um, while I was working at Verizon, I was uh, also I was full time working at Verizon. At the same time, I was full time in school. I was in college. I went for a marketing degree, um, and it was great. Uh, after I graduated college in 2014, um, I found myself like I needed to do something that I enjoyed. I went to school for marketing. I wanted to do that. Uh, fast forward a few years, I wasn't getting. I was getting random jobs working on random places, random, uh, random businesses. Uh, I was working at a construction agency. I was working at a manufacturing company and it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling. Um, then in 2018, I was working for a manufacturing company, traveling back and forth to China from China to, to America. And then I got fired and, uh, Hey, what do I know best? My wife was pregnant at the time. What do I know best? I tech savvy. I know marketing. Let me do that. Um, I was working in. I was I was back and forth. I, I want to do this. I don't want to do it. I just jumped right in. Uh, I reached out to one of my friends. He's like to me, "Hey, can you build up build a website for me?" At that point, at that moment, I didn't know what I was doing. I knew I can do it. I just didn't know what I was doing. We agreed to a price. He paid me a deposit. The next day, I went to my accountant, opened up the business, and here I am. What What was that price? And I think the it was like it was a website. It was a website development on WordPress. I think it was like five thousand dollars. We agreed to, and it was starting money, but it was better than nothing. And just went with it. How, how, then, how did you get your second customer? My second customer happens to be he. He had posted something on Facebook. My cousin commented, "Hey, maybe he could, maybe you could use him." We ended up talking, and and now that second customer is still my customer till today. What? What was? Is it also a website that project? So, yeah, it was also. So most of my most of my businesses, most of my clients, they first started off as websites. I the company Webterior Designs is mainly web. It's it's a pun. It's a play on words. Web design and interior design combined it made the word Webterior. It's a new word. I, I coined it. I believe I coined it. Anyways, um, so it was a combination of those two words because the idea is when you're inviting somebody to, to your website, it's like you're inviting somebody to your home. So you, they see you're, they're seeing your interior design, webterior designs. Um, so most of my most of my clients when I first started, they were just strictly web design. A lot of my clients they kept coming back. Hey, do you do this? Hey, do you do this? Hey, do you do this? At the time, I was young. I was naive. I didn't know what I was doing. I kept saying, "Hey, yeah, why not? I could do it." I learned it and delivered. Did that ever get you in trouble? As in, like, did, were you able to not execute on whatever you know they asked? Um, yes and no. <laughs> um, there were a few times that I did get in trouble, but I was 
I'm a salesman at heart. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a salesman at heart and I was able to, um, kosher the sale, if you will, and end up delivering, over delivering, if you will. So I guess I'll use this as an opportunity to talk about your firm a little bit more, but I guess you obviously started in web design and then added services. So first, can you tell us just a little bit more about, um, what you guys provide and, and actually kind of go into the story of how you started with web design and then added, you know, X, Y, and Z services. Sure. So to answer your first question, what kind of services I offer? I offer design services. I offer then design services is anything in regards to web design, application design, uh, print design, photo editing, etc. Anything in the design aspect, 3D animation, anything in that design world. I offer development, um, automations, uh, web development, PHP development, app development, etc. Um, I also offer marketing-related services, obviously, since we're a marketing agency now, um, which is paid ads, social media ads, um, social media marketing, email marketing, anything in that kind of aspect. I also offer, um, just going through my pillars of services that I offer, so I said design, development, digital marketing, business consultation, and that's pretty much it. Business consultation is basically anybody who wants to open up a business, want to know how, how to do the ins and outs, I'm there to help. When uh, did you start this by yourself? Was it just you in the beginning? Yeah, I'm the only owner. When did you kind of figure out that it was time to hire, go from, you know, like a solo entrepreneur to hiring a team? So the my demands on my clients were getting far more complicated than I can handle myself. And uh, the the deadlines of my clients were getting far more intense that I could do everything myself. Given the fact that I was, you know, I had multiple clients asking for multiple things, I couldn't do everything myself. So a lot of the fir- a lot of the uh, clients that were coming back to me were asking for design related uh, requests. So my first hire was a designer. I hired a designer. Uh, it was I, I, I at that time I was working out of a friend's office. I had I was renting a desk in his office. I obviously I couldn't bring him to my office, so I hired somebody remote. And this was twenty. 18 ish in the beginning of 2018. Um, so this is well before COVID ever happened. Remote was not a thing. And I took, I took the risk. I hired somebody remote. It worked out thankfully. And till now this person is still with me. Um, he is not my lead designer. Um, he doesn't have those skill set that skill set to be a creative director, but he's still with me. And then from there, uh, I stuck with this designer because that, that was really pretty much all I was getting, des- a lot of design work. And then those people that were asking for design work started asking for other things. And then each request that I was getting prompted me to look for another person in that specializing in that thing. Because I'm pretty good at what I do, but if I need to deliver perfection, I'd rather hire a specialist to get that to get that done. Sure. No, I think that totally makes sense. Can I ask, uh, you don't have to answer, but what revenue were you at when you made that first hire? Honestly, for the first two years, I was losing money. I was taking on clients just to get my name out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward now five years, I ca- I get to pick and choose who my clients are. I'm at How a point where, uh, well, my brand is out there in my local community. I It's been five years. I haven't spent a dollar on ads at all to acquire any new customers. It's all been word of mouth, referral, proof of work, etc. cetera. Um, I've made a lot of strategic partnerships with certain um, influencers 
in my local community, which they have, you know, 20, 30, between 20 to 70,000 followers on their social medias. And we have like a barter relationship where I do some work for them. I slap my logo on the bottom of it and they post it. And then they also publish work of mine on their, on their status, on their feed, on their whatever. So I've been getting some clients like that. Uh, that's how I've been growing. That's interesting. What, um, like what type, is this even the right question? What type of influencers have worked best for you? Um, so since I'm, I'm Jewish and the type of influencers that worked best for me are the Jewish influencers, uh, because I can relate. And uh-huh. a lot of the jobs that we're getting, and it's funny because most of my employees, all of my employees rather, I should say, are not Jewish. So, I'll, and we're getting a lot of Jewish projects, which uh-huh. is, it's, it's, I, I call them my honorary Jews. <laughs> and I have to like give them Jewish names, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's amazing. That's pretty fun. As a yeah. fellow Jew, I love it. Um, that's amazing. Uh, going back to hiring, do you have any like best practices for hiring? Any kind of mistakes that you've learned from anything like that? Oh, there's so many mistakes. There's so many mistakes, yeah. but they're learning mistakes. I like to call them learning mistakes. Sure. If you're not learning from your mistakes, then what are you even doing? Uh, so at the cusp of COVID. Um, I was approached by an old friend of mine. Um, he's like, hey, something's going to happen soon. This is 2019, December. He's like, something's going to happen. This is right bef- right when we heard about the, the outbreak in Wuhan. He's like, hey, something's going to happen. Let's open up something together where we find uh, remote staff for people anywhere around the world. Hmm. I said, you know what? I'm in. So me and him together, we opened up a, a, a remote staffing business and uh so i i currently am owners of three businesses at the same time while i'm running this one uh one b2b staffing and one b2c staffing company basically we find and we find and match talent worldwide to to uh, companies here in the states so i have that little edge that I have access to candidates anywhere around the world to perform and deliver anything. Now, um, I just want to be very specific that the other two agencies that I own are mainly, we provide you this, the talent in order for you to get your job done. Whereas Web Series Design is more of a done for you agency where, and, and they're mainly based, they're, they're all based in the States where we do the work for you as opposed to the candidate you telling the candidate what you need to get done. Very big difference. Any lessons you've taken from the other business that you, you move into this business? Um, yeah, you have to take your time to properly vet every single person because there's, there obviously is going to be a lot of mistakes in your hiring. Some people are, you know, accepting job offers for the wrong reason, as opposed to, you know, when the clock strikes six, I'm out. Like those are the, the, I like typically those are the, the worst people because they're they're in it just for hey I need a dollar I'm here for my paycheck I'm I'm out you know uh people who are, you want people who are invested no one's going to be as invested as the owner that's 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 the honest truth but you want people at least to be somewhat invested in the growth of your company Is there anything that you ask like during the interview process or anything that that helps you understand you know, like the motivation behind why they're getting the job or why they applied or anything like that. Is I, I, yeah, I asked them something very, very, that has nothing to do with the job. 
Like if you had, if you didn't have to work, what would you do? If people were to answer, oh, I, I would do, I would do, let's say we're hiring a, a digital marketer, right? I would do a paid ads. That's not what you would do. Like who you, who you bullshitting? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, give me something. I want to hear your. I want to see your personality. Have you gotten any like ridiculous answers? <laughs> um, there was one person said that he would he would like to. Uh, what's the word he said? Uh, teleport. He would like to teleport. I was like, okay, what would you teleport? He's like, yeah, one day I'm in the mood to, for sushi. I'm in Japan. And then I go, I go back. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. Wait, that, I, that's not I, even answering the question. That's yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. What power did you have? It's what would you do? Yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. But I guess that we get in uh, in interviews sometimes. Yeah. Okay, going back uh, to like you know running the three businesses. Really curious, I guess, how you manage your time. Um, I have a lot of. Let me let me re, let me retrace my thoughts for a second. So in the beginning, it was mainly me and this one business, um, and that one that one designer was I was working very close very closely with him. Um, and then in 2020, I want to say 2021, at the end of 2021, like August of 2021, I I woke up one day, I was like, hey, I it's it's either I'm in. Or I'm out. I started creating systems. I started creating processes. I hired um, a 25-year-old. Very, I hired. I hired. I hired my first VA, if you will. But that mm-hmm. VA quickly turned into my right hand, and mm-hmm. uh, me and her kind of worked together on everything. And we created systems. We created, we created processes. We created guidelines. We created procedures so that I eventually can get fired from my job. I, I don't want to, I don't want my business to be attached to me. Mm-hmm. My business has to be able to run without me. That was, that's the whole idea. In 2022, it was a year of tremendous growth. I went from, as I said, in 2021, I started hiring. I said, I said to myself, okay, I got to go. It's either I'm in or I'm out. I, I got to go big or go home essentially. I hired my my third person and my fourth person in 2021, like August, November, around there, August, September, November, around there, around that area. Um, and then in 2022, I, I had, I experienced a tremendous amount of growth. It went from like four people to like 26 people. It was an insane growth. And 2022, I, I saw was the year of growth. And 2023, this year, I, I keep telling my team members, this year is the year of structure because we 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 experienced that crazy growth in 2022 now we're we're going to be more structured where we i've been declining jobs because i need to be able to deliver on existing projects and before taking on new projects i need to structure myself so that was the, that was the whole idea if you can't build systems and processes there 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 then you're just gonna you're not going to be a business owner you're going to be an employee yeah, I want to I want to keep like double clicking on that because I think it's really interesting. Um is there any kind of detail that you can give of what you know like tangible systems or structures that you're putting in place this year or put in last year? Um last year I didn't put any to be honest. I I I kept getting project after project and every project was bigger and bigger and bigger 
And I just kept hiring more and more people for that. Uh, I had some pitfalls. I had some people that just didn't work out. I had some people that, that came in, joined, were great, and then ended up deciding they wanted to leave. And this year, at the, at 20, at the end of 2022, I, I just was reflecting on like what, what, what went right, what mm-hmm. went wrong, how can we fix it, and how can we get better? Um, so I, it was, can I elaborate more on the types of procedures? Yeah. We're putting together communication guidelines, the best way to, you know, meeting policy guidelines. We're putting together, um, how, how to make guidelines, guidelines about how making a guideline, because if they're called standard operating procedures, SOPs for a reason, if you don't have it's standardized across the entire company, the entire company following the same sort of guidelines, then every department or every person is operating by themselves. You don't have a company. Everyone's just hanging out. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, to SOPs, you know, it's something that actually uh, one of my co-founders kind of mentioned to me and she came from Penn and I thought it was such a corporate, you know, thing. And, and I had it's this absolutely like, needed. It's and I had this like ugh, against it until I realized I was like, oh, if you actually just take the ego out, you know, and, and just realize what it is. It's pretty essential in, in the process. It's a hundred percent, a hundred percent essential. Cause if you're, if you don't have those standards, every single deliverable, every single project will be different and it is not ideal for your client. And it's, it's best for new employees, right? Like what are you doing when a new employee comes in? You're telling them the the standard operating procedure anyway. So you might as well have a doc for it. Um, and let them exactly. learn that way and then ask questions and, and at least, you know, they I've don't had, always need I've, to be telling you. I've had people leave me because the onboarding was difficult, difficult to right, understand. Sure. And we, I hired, I hired a, a specialist in human resources that had, that has like mm. six or seven years of human resources experience to perfect that onboarding, uh, procedure. Now, before it would be like, okay, we onboard for a day. And then after like, after the day or two, while they're onboarding, reading all the documentation, it's like, okay, we give them a project. And it's like, okay, let's slow down. They were onboarded for like that. The human resources person said, okay, we need to, to give them more time to onboard a week, week and a half, maybe two weeks to get mm-hmm. the hang of things, be, have them in training. And then we can introduce them to the entire team. And then we can introduce them to projects. It, it has to be a staged approach as opposed to a, okay, you're in, you're done. You know, it's right. I, I've, I've definitely learned a lot. Right. Yeah. And I want to go back a half a step now. Um, and what do you think contributed to most of the growth last year? Um, honestly, I, I don't have an answer for that. I got to say proof of work. And uh, if I'm going to be a little bit religious, it's all, it's all in God's hands. Really. It's all in God's hands. It's nothing more, nothing less. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I got to say about that. Was it, was it, was it most of the new business come in through referrals? Yes. All of them. Every single one, every single client that I've had till now is mainly referrals. And a few came from the influencers that I have for uh, strategic relationships with. Is there any kind of process that you put in place to increase referrals or is it just good work gets referrals? Good work gets referrals, proof of work, proof proof of concept. Um, I also am. What what helps is that I'm also pretty well known in my community, my local community, so people know me, um, and they see the name and and they like it. They like the stuff, so they they call me. Most, I didn't know. Most, when you, 
Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you. I said most most of the work that I do, I negotiate with my clients. Say, hey, can I slap my logo on it and my phone number? And they let me. So that's where it is. That's, that's how people. That's how people it know. It sounds me. silly, but that's genius. You don't. They don't. You don't give a discount or anything. You just ask nope. them, and they you just say I yes. Just ask them straight up. Hey, do you mind if I put my logo on it? It's it's my it's my work. I'm delivering to you. Yes, you're paying for it, but do you mind if I put my logo on and my phone number just to get my name my name out there? Most of the time, no, it just works. I think that's smart. It's almost like uh, actually car dealerships. You'll see, you know, sometimes car dealerships will put their name yeah. Um, yeah. on the license plate, and I don't. I think they could just kind of have that. It's up to you to take it off. Yeah, um, it's similar, you know, getting your name out there uh, type of technique. I think. Well, also helps also at the uh, every website that I delivered on the bottom. It says you know designed and developed by Webterra Design, so that helped also. Same type of thing, yeah. Um, if you had to teach something to other marketers, what would it be? If I had to teach something to other marketers, what would it be? Um, take it easy. Uh, nothing's as serious as as it, as it seems, and be patient. Just be patient. That was no, I love that. Um, what do you enjoy talking about the most that you normally don't get an opportunity to talk about during workout or like for working? It, it, it could anything. be anything, yeah. What do I enjoy talking about the most? Honestly, my wife hates it, but because <laughs> I consider this business as my baby, yeah. I'm always talking about it literally sure. day in and day out. I went from working a nine to five job. And I said to myself, you know what, I, I need to, I, I need to get out of this. I, I need to be my own business owner. And I went from working nine to five, 40 hours a week to now working 90 plus hour weeks. And, and I love it. Every minute of it, every minute of it, every second of it. I'm always talking about it. I'm always talking about business. My wife hates it. She goes, can we please talk about something else? I'm like, Hey, this is, this is, you got into this. It's your fault. <laughs> uh do you ever get burnt out or anything like that um yeah that's where vacation comes in i just got, got back from vacation a couple of weeks ago went where down to you? miami very nice yeah with the kids um, wasn't really a vacation with the kids but no kids miami down. usually yeah miami <laughs> on the way on the way back to the airport um holding bags and i don't know what both my kids four and two they both decided they don't want to walk <laughs> and we had to go. I'm running through the airport, each, each one under my armpits, like a football, you know, running through the airport. It was a scene. It was a scene. <laughs> it's a great way um, to end the vacation. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, any books or podcasts that you recommend? So that can either be in marketing business. Doesn't have to oh, be. Yeah. How to win friends and influence people. Great book by Dale Carnegie. Um, there was another book that I recently read, which helped me transform my business. Um, it was called, let me quickly find it. it was, well, while I, you do I, that, I have a quick question. Um, yeah. I have not read, uh, how to win friends and influence people. Um, but I know that there's one of the things I believe says that you're supposed to like say the person's name. Yes. Um, in sales. I always thought that was weird. <laughs> why i always thought like it was my mom talking to me uh when when people use my name i don't know people why people like uh, the sound people like the sound of their own names oh maybe i'm just in the minority there I, I like i think it's weird when people say my name um for, for whatever reason so um there, there, you know, i forgot I, the book's name i forgot the book's name sorry to interrupt you but i forgot the book's maybe. name it's something like oh the uh, something manifesto 
Hold on, I'm just searching on my oh, Amazon orders. Um, I think it's been recommended once on here. It's um, the win without pitching manifesto. Okay, no, that was that's a different one. Uh, it's, what is, it's, it was a great about? book. It was it's about knowing your worth and knowing what to charge. After reading that book, it was like that's where I I pivoted a hmm. lot of my work, a lot of my work and my standards, and that's how I was able to start picking and choosing who my clients are. So with that book, there was a, there was a, there was a line in that book, and it it the light bulb just flickered on hmm. in my head. It's like a person is sick. They go to the doctor. The doctor charges them to give them a diagnosis. A diagnosis. A person has a lawsuit. They go to a lawyer. The lawyer charges them for a for a consultation. Why are you any different? So I started doing the same thing in my business. I started. A person wants to work with me. They have to fill out a qualification form. They hmm. pay five hundred dollars for me to prepare a proposal for them. If they decide to move forward, they get that $500 credited back to them towards their proposal, towards their project. If they don't, I don't waste my time. They don't waste theirs. It weeds out the people who are not serious, mm-hmm. and it gives you higher quality clients. Interesting. I, I really like that. I don't know if other marketing firms aren't doing something like that, but you're the first person to mention something like that. So I think that was uh, that was very helpful. Um Last question is, are you guys looking to hire any positions right now? We're always looking to hire. Um, we're always looking to expand. Um, I just hired um, a uh, – because we're always delivering projects. So project management is a very big thing here. Uh, I just hired somebody um, as a project manager, project management director who's in charge of all the project managers. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a very good position to have. In the company. Yeah. Perfect. And as we come up to the end of the episode, I just want to really give you an opportunity to uh, tell people how you can find you and anything else you'd like to end with. So we, we're based out in Brooklyn, New York. If you're in Brooklyn, hop on by. Um, we're located on the corner of Avenue U and East 8th in Brooklyn. Uh, we're, not, we're not in Manhattan. Um, it, it's a... I decided to myself a while ago that I'm not going to waste two hours of my day, one hour traveling, one hour back to take, like I, I could do so much in those two hours. I'd rather be local. It's a 10 minute walk from my house. I have an office space. It's great. Um, you can find us online, webteriordesigns.com, find us on all the social media platforms. And oh, you can always email us at hello at webteriordesigns.com as well. Perfect. Uh, Really, really appreciate you coming on the show. And for those who have learned something new from this episode, please consider giving us a like or follow so we can obviously continue getting the highest quality guests. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for having me, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors, DevNoodle. DevNoodle provides marketing agencies with the ability to offer their clients unlimited website design, build, and management services with fixed monthly plans. If website design, development, and maintenance is holding your agency back from growing, please reach out to us at devnoodle.com, where we make websites easy, easy for you and easy for your clients, devnoodle.com.